Good evening, Hampton Roads, Virginia, North Carolina. Good evening, Internet listeners everywhere, no matter where you are. Good evening to you. Welcome to tonight's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. You're tuned into WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. I am your host, Bishop Hodges. Welcome to this broadcast where we break down and discuss the dynamics of marriage and family relationships. God designed and instituted marriage and the family to build society on. Unfortunately, sin entered the picture and became the source of all hurt, pain, tragedy, disillusionment. Sin entered the picture and warped God's original design. The mission of Marriage and Family Clinic is to restore, build, strengthen, and perfect marriage and family relationships. Again, good evening to you and welcome to tonight's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. You know, last week I began a discussion on the family as a system. And, and I think that envisioning the family as a system is a very accurate and timely analogy for the family. It's envisioning the family as a system. It offers significant, it offers important information about how families establish their own sense of normal. And when we look at families as a system, we understand that every family establishes its own sense of normal. And no family's sense of normal is exactly the same as any other family's sense of normal. And that's important to know that you're formed by what's going on in your family. So seeing the family as a system offers some real important insight into how family members feed off of each other and feed into each other. And this feeding off of and feeding into, this is an automatic dynamic. You don't have to ask for it to happen, don't have to wait on it to happen, and you can't run from it, you can't dodge it, you cannot keep it from happening. You and your family begin feeding off of each other and feeding into each other before you ever arrived home from the hospital. Before you ever left the hospital, your family was getting ready to receive you. And before you ever left the hospital, growing in your mother's womb had began to condition you towards the family you were entering. The family as a system means that everyone in the family will be significantly, deeply impacted and influenced by the family as a whole. And that influence and impact will last for a lifetime. Let me say that again. Viewing the family as a system means that everyone in the family will be significantly impacted by and influenced by the family, everything that goes on in the family, and that impact and that influence is going to last for a lifetime. So listen to me here, a word to the wise. If you try and figure out why you are the way that you are, and you do that without looking back at your family of origin, you're wasting your time and you're going to end up running into a wall. You're going to end up at a dead end because you cannot get a good idea. You can't get a good picture of who you are and why you are who you are without exploring your family. You hear all the time mothers tell their sons, you act just like your father. That's because they've been impacted by the parent. They've been influenced by the parent. The emotional energy going back and forth through the family, it makes its mark on you. 
and, and this is the reason that I always, when we, when we talk about this particular subject or when we talk about this area of family and marriage relationships, I always bring in the scripture from Isaiah 51 and 1. I bring that scripture into the mix. Isaiah 51 and 1. Uh, uh, I recite that to you from the Message Bible. It says, ponder the rock from which you were cut, the quarry from which you were dug. In short, any smaller rock has the same genetic, atomic, and material makeup as the larger rock from which it was cut. Likewise, any family member's disposition and temperament is cut from the family that he or she came from. You can't expect to be that much different. However you are, however you are, you may consider yourself to be in uh, entirely and totally different from your family of origin. But guess what? You may think so, but you got a lot of who you are from your family of origin. Don't ever think you're going to deal with successfully or solve your relationship problems without dealing with the family you came from. You got to look at it. That's where you begin. And if you begin there, you can probably save yourself a lot of time, save yourself a lot of money, uh, uh, save yourself a lot of effort, a lot of heartache. Just deal with your family. Get corrected in your family. And you can make great strides in your current relationships. You know, over the course of nearly 40 years now, I've been associated with the United States military, the United States government. And over some nearly 40 years now, I've seen many people join the military in an attempt to run away from their families of origin. They join the military to get away from the stress and the strain of the family that they grew up in. And they may succeed in changing their geographical location. They may succeed at placing great physical distances between them and their families. But let me tell you something. The emotional distance is always close. When they get into relationships as a dog, their family just oozes out of them when they express their disposition and their temperament. Here comes their family. And that's why I told you last week. Sometimes in our adult relationships, it's like we never left home. So again, therefore, any serious effort to discover why you are the way you are and who you are, it must include an honest, deep look into your family of origin. And, and talking about how you, are, why you are the way that you are, there's another discussion we're going to have on that one day, and, and that's on the subject of attachments. And, and so we're going to have that discussion at some point in the future also. So we'll be, we will be talking about this again. Uh, uh, this subject is just so key to understanding your adult relationships, how your family has impacted you, uh, how your family formed your disposition. You know, one wise fellow said, you learn all you need to know before you ever go to kindergarten. And uh, so this is so important that we're going to include it in several discussions uh, during these broadcasts. Uh, uh, but last week I defined the system as a regularly interacting or interdependent group of items forming a unified whole, a group of interacting bodies under the influence of related forces. And that's a lot of mumbo jumbo. And it goes on to say that this group is in or tends to equilibrium. And that's a lot of mumbo jumbo for saying that 
a bunch of parts working together, interacting with each other, depending on one another, supporting one another, lifting one another, knocking each other down, whatever the case may be. They come together and they form a unified whole. All right. So, so, uh, 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 and, 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 and when you look at a system, this is a definition of a system, but when you look at a system, there's just not a much better description of what it means to be in a family than a system. You, you just can't describe a family any better than that. Every family member is a part that makes up a group of interacting members that influence each other. The family is a system. And let me be honest with you. You cannot expect to grow as an individual without exploring your family of origin and the impact those bonds or the lack of family bonding has had on you. I keep stressing this because you need to hear it. Your family bonds or the lack of family bonds has impacted you. It has helped to form and establish your temperament, your character, your, your, your everything about you. And sometimes it's the family bond that has the most impact on your development as an individual. And sometimes it's the lack of family bonding that has great impact on your personal development. Either way you look at it, reaching your potential and growing and becoming who you were meant to become and, and, and having fulfilling, uh, uh, profitable adult relationships, close, intimate relationships, all of that must include exploring your family of origin and know this going in I'll say it again your family is a system systems you know when I think about system I think about a car engine and and when when you stick a key in the ignition and turn it on a series of things happen at the same time a series of things happen in sync a series of things come together and parts work together to start the car's engine and make it go. All the many parts of an engine come together and, and they depend upon each other to make the whole car function as it's designed to function. You have fuel, you have air, you have pressure, you have electricity, you have pistons, there's a small explosion. All of those components work interdependently. They depend on each other, serving their design purpose. They, they're interdependent, they work together, and when they're working and functioning as they were designed, they form a working car engine. But if you remove any one of those parts, or if any one of those parts fails to function as it was designed, the whole car is impacted. The whole car either slows down or doesn't run efficiently or doesn't run at all because the parts of the car fail to function as they were designed. The parts of the car fail to function properly. It's a system. Likewise, the family is a system. Like the car, ideally families have a father, mother, children. Sometimes grandparents or other relatives are thrown into the mix. Families may be made up of adults and children or, or, or families come together. Sometimes we call them step families. We talk about that. Different family members come from existing families. They come together, they make new families. However these folks get together, 
they form a family when they come together and that family forms its own system of operations that those family members get used to feeding into each other feeding off of one another and they get used to impacting each other and influencing each other and they establish their own family system and that family system of operations helps to form each family member's disposition their temperament their character and so on you know part of a car engine parts of car engine wear out at different rates of time and the various parts of a car you know the tires wear out at one rate of time and 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 the pistons wear out at one rate of time and and the transmission wears out at one rate of time every part of the car wears uh, uh depending on how you run it it wears at different rates of time it ceases to function at the optimum level of performance and that influences the performance of other parts in the car let me say it again, every part of the car, it functions differently, it wears differently, it's worn out at different rates of time, some parts faster than others. And when a part wears out, it, it doesn't function at its optimum level, and that influences and impacts every other part of the car. The functioning ability of one car part influences the functioning ability of other car parts. Likewise, family members grow and mature at different rates, and the manner in which one family member functions influences the functioning of other family members. So a father who is high-strung and short-tempered doesn't behave within his optimum range, doesn't behave ideally as he was designed to, and that influences the children. A mother who is overly passive doesn't uh, function at her ideal range and optimum range and levels and that passivity influences the rest of the family. Children with behavior problems influences the rest of the family. Even a child with special needs influences the rest of the family. Birth order influences you it impacts you it influences and impacts the rest of the family and as a result of all of this children especially in a family may grow up under this influence sometimes they fail to develop the ability to function or behave at their optimum levels folks the family is a system no matter how you slice it the family is a system Listen, I just want to remind you that you're listening to us on WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. This is Marriage and Family Clinic, the, uh, the broadcast where we break down and discuss the dynamics of marriage and family relationships. Listen, I'm really inviting you to call us, to email us, to look us up and send us something on Facebook. Let us know that you're listening to us. Uh, I'm not hearing from the listening audience uh, as much as I would like to. Uh, we need to know if we're doing any good here. Uh, we can only continue as we realize or understand that we're doing some good here. So send us an email, cdhodges at hotmail.com, or look me up on Facebook, Bishop Carl Hodges, and uh, inbox me. Let me know that you're listening. Let me know that you're getting something. Let me know that we're doing some good. Send me questions. Let me know if you have topics you would like for me to discuss. Let me know if I hit the nail on the head or let me know if I missed the target altogether. We want to hear from you. All right. 
Listen, the family is a system. Just like different parts of a car come together and form a, a functioning car, different family members come together and form a functioning family. And sometimes the functioning family function in dysfunction. In a car engine, oil lubricates the various parts. And it's, it's the oil that decreases the level of friction between the parts. If not for the oil, the parts of the car, metal parts especially, would rub against each other and would wear out in, in a really short amount of time. Oil protects the parts from the elements. Oil keeps the engine parts cool under the extreme heat of a working engine. You know, when a car is running up and down the road, the engine gets really, really extremely hot. But oiled parts and oil running through the engine helps keep the engine cool, helps to cool it under extreme heat. But oil can lose its viscosity also. And viscosity is simply uh, the thickness of the oil, the the, the the oil's capability, it's the thickness, it's the capability of the oil, the, the oomph of the oil that enables the oil to serve the lubricating function. So when the oil loses its viscosity, it breaks down and fails to perform as designed. And that's when the parts begin to rub against each other and wear out faster than they're designed to do. Operating your vehicle, operating your car with worn out oil causes engine parts to endure more stress than they should be enduring. Operating your car with worn out oil means the parts will overheat and ultimately your car will break down. The system breaks down without good oil. Likewise, I want to use emotions as the oil of a family. Emotions can be the oil that keeps a family running smoothly and helps a family to process stress, to process strain, to process conflict. Emotion, emotions in a family are very necessary. It helps a family to run at its optimum, at its optimum level. However, too often families lose their emotional viscosity. High emotional viscosity means a family can use emotions to help process stress and conflict without it causing significant harm to the family. But when a family loses its emotional viscosity, the family is unable to use emotions to stabilize the family during tension or during conflict. So family members rub each other the wrong way. I'll call that low emotional viscosity. And if you're operating, if your family operated in low emotional viscosity, you are unable to use your emotions to stabilize your family, to process tension and get rid of conflict in a healthy, uh, uh, productive way. Uh, you may be able to get away with it for a while, but that continually rubbing each other the wrong way, it causes unnecessary wear and tear on the family. And continually rubbing each other the wrong way wears out family members faster than they should be worn out. And unfortunately for some families, the loss of emotional viscosity means that the dysfunction can become so great that the family just breaks down altogether. You know, last week I talked about a family finding what's called equilibrium. And that simply means that the family is finding some point on an emotional spectrum 
where they can exist without being too emotionally high or too emotionally low. The family's finding some point on an emotional spectrum where the family, they, they're not perfect, but they're not so dysfunctional that they just totally break down. It, equilibrium is just this point where the family can make it. They can make it. The point where the family can process emotional energy and handle emotional highs and lows without falling apart, that's equilibrium. And you need this emotional viscosity. Emotions run through a family to tie us together, to bind us together, but it also helps us form some sort of equilibrium. This point where we can make it. Emotions too high, we're gonna break down. Emotions too low, we're gonna break down. We need that equilibrium. And you got to know that every family member is different. And every family member in the family uh, 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 formed their own way of dealing with and processing all the emotional energy running through a family. Every family member, brother, sister, mother, father, grandmother, grandfather, whomever it may be, step families, uh, whatever the case may be, every family member is different and every member in the family, when the family is feeding on that member and feeding into that member and withdrawing from that member, when the family is influencing that member, every family member processes all of that emotional energy differently. No two people are just alike, even identical twins. So remember, the family's emotional viscosity determines the family's ability to use emotions to stabilize themselves and bring the family to some sort of equilibrium in the midst of tension or conflict. And so our behavior and our conduct in the family whether you lose your cool or whether you're passive or whether you, 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 you have anger outbursts or whether you just take it and hit a wall or, or whether you go out and run and lift weights or whether you hit somebody, become violent. All of this stuff is the way we process emotional energy. And when we've been doing that in a family for so long, it becomes a part of us. Like the car engine, the family is a system of interdependent relationships. And family members can form specialized relationships within the family in order to cope with the stresses and conflicts of the family. Wow, that's a mouthful. Family members within a family can form specialized relationships. A sister may have a special relationship with another sister. Maybe they're closer in age. Maybe they're closer in disposition. Maybe they have some similar likes and dislikes. They form a special relationship. A brother, a brother may form a special relationship with a brother or twins may form special relationships. So family members within the family form specialized relationships in order to deal with stress and conflict. Individual family members can also take on certain characteristics in order to deal with family tension and conflict. Here's how it works. If I drew a long, long line. And on the far, far left of the line would be a family member whose emotional ties to the family is so strong that he or she can hardly do anything on their own. They need something like a family, a family consensus in order to make a decision. They just, they just can't do anything without the family. They on the far, far left, they're so emotionally tied to the family. But then on that same line, if I go to the far, far right, on the far, far left, that family member 
is so emotionally tied that they've almost abdicated all authority over their lives. Did you ever see anybody who just can't make a decision? They need the emotional backing of others. You ask them where they want to eat. Well, I don't know. Or you ask them what they want to wear. Or you, it's just difficult to make a decision. I really don't like going to a restaurant with these folks because they, they've got to take 20 minutes to order. You know, it's something about where they lie on that emotional spectrum. Then on the far, far right side of this same line is the family member who is so emotionally distant that they tried their best to break free of the family. Remember the person I spoke of earlier who joined the military uh, to get away from the family? They, they joined the military thinking that this is how that I can escape my family tension. This family member wants to do it all on their own. They want to be their own person. The way that they deal with the stress and conflict of the family is get as far away from the family as possible. So they're on the far, far right. So on the far, far left, you have the person who would seemingly die and just fade away without the family. But on the far, far right, you have the person who seemingly doesn't need the family at all to exist and doesn't want to have anything to do with the family emotionally. They feel like they can make it on their own. The truth is, everybody exists at some point on this spectrum. And the farther left or right you go, the unhealthier you are. Wow. The farther left you go, meaning you 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 too tied to the family that you lose yourself, or the farther right you go, meaning that, that you're attempting to be so distant from the family that you still can't find yourself. The farther left or the farther right you go, the unhealthier you are. The more you lose emotional viscosity. A family member who has continue who has to continually, a family member who has to continually strive and struggle to be heard in the family may be driven to the far left and become passive and avoidant, or they may be driven to the far right and become aggressive and loud. It all depends upon how the family influences and impacts that family member and how they can process the emotional energy. On the far left, some family members form an abnormal closeness to other family members. They kind of emotionally welded or emotionally fused to other family members. On the far right, some family members become emotionally distant and try and cut themselves off from the whole family or certain family members. This is especially the case with parents. Again, every one of us exists at some point on this emotional spectrum. And let me, let me back up. Some of this fusing and welding of family members and this distancing, it usually happens between children and parents. Children feel this way about their parents. They're either too close to them or they want to be too far from them. But every one of us exists at some point on this emotional spectrum. The question is, where do you lie on the spectrum? The level of your emotional viscosity shows up most when you form adult relationships. Avoiding problems, anger, outbursts, 
acting out, denial, unforgiveness, grudges, unfair fighting, distancing yourself from a spouse, and so much more are all indicators of, of low emotional viscosity. You didn't develop a strong emotional base. The influences of the family on you wore you down emotionally and pushed you far left or far right on this emotional spectrum. And all of these emotional responses are unhealthy ways that you deal with stress and conflict. You thought you ran away from your family, but you brought your family with you in your temperament, in your emotional makeup, in your character. It's a part of you. And that's why I told you last week, it's like some of us never left home. Wherever you are on the spectrum, I want you to know tonight that it is possible for you to move toward the center. You just have to have the guts and the courage to take an honest look at yourself in the mirror and then ask someone to look at you with you. Find someone you love. Find someone you trust. Someone that, that's been there. Someone that you believe can help you. Ask them to look at you with you. Get in the mirror and do some self-checking. Remember the steps that I gave you last week. Accept your issues. Realize you're not in it alone. Admit you can't fix, fix yourself and get some help. Listen, I'm all out of time here. I wish I had time to go on. But uh, you've been listening to Marriage and Family Clinic. Uh, we are on WGPL 1350 on your AM dial here in Southern Virginia, Northern North Carolina. You can also find us at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. Remember, reach out to me. Let me know that you're listening to us. Uh, you can find me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. Inbox me on Facebook, Bishop Carl Hodges. Listen, I need to hear from you. I really need to hear from you. If I raise questions, send them to me. If I hit the nail on the head, let me know. If you'd like for me to go on with it, let me know. Just reach out to us, all right? Thank you so much for listening in. Hey, listen, we're out of here. Time is up. Remember, you can't have peace unless you surrender yourself to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out.